Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favorite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish dash tech dash news. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I'm talking with Ray Ryan, founder and CEO of the Knowledge Group. How are you doing, Ray? Uh, good morning, Ronan. How are you? Great, thanks. And then, folks, I'll tell you about your background so we know who you are. Okay, yeah. So, um, I'm the CEO of a thing called the Knowledge Group, and we are in the ERP space. And what I mean by ERP, we provide business software, the term ERP is enterprise resource planning so really our view is that the software we provide should run the whole business uh, and not just the accounting part of the business and that's a strategic difference than the stuff I used to do years ago uh, when I started off in this life we we started off with sage accounting software as it was t- titled at the time yeah. and that's what it did it did the accounts uh, I was fortunate for myself though to have come from a warehousing background by where I knew the pain of filling in a delivery docket by pen, of tearing it out, giving it to some delivery guy to assemble an order that he did by pen, to give it to somebody to give it, make an invoice that they did using a word processor. And when you go back to that, uh, accounting software was a revelation. But uh, accounting software has moved on because everybody has accounting software. Uh, now we need now we need software that looks at the whole picture, not just one part of the business, and that's how it's evolved for me over the years. So I guess knowledge group, what does it tell stories? Well, that's actually a very interesting way of describing it. Yeah, um, everybody's been up to now looking at solutions that capture data and have data, and that's from every sort of an idea: the accounting software, the Excel spreadsheet, the uh, personal databases or the manufacturing system, everybody's been gathering data. But in reality, having data uh, is one thing. Having disparate data in different systems is another thing. But if the data that you've captured is presented back to you by another piece of data, which to date we have all been using reports to actually try and analyze and run our business, when you look at data as numbers black and white on paper, it's very hard to get um, a story of what's actually happening from those numbers. You may get a piece of information out of it, but a visualization presentation of the data, as they say, a picture paints a thousand words. And the driving force of the ERP solution at this point in time should be to deliver to the end user a picture of what's happening in the business rather than numbers of what's happening in the business. And by pictures, I mean graphical representations, pie charts, bar charts, cube charts, all those graphical representations. That has been where we've been driving it up to now, Ronan. But that still didn't give us the narrative. And there's all, all very well now having the data, which is the bones of the story, the visualization, which is the pictures of the story, but actually, what is the story? So you need the three pieces together to get to understand how a business can make practical, informed, 
decisions about what they want to do in the future. So the reading of the data from the visualization presentation of the data, from the data itself, yeah. three steps that I think is what's happening in business now to get what I would call proper forward budgeting and planning and financial forecasting decisions to be accurate. Because the moment right now, if you get an extra spreadsheet and it gives you, gives you figures, you see that's what you're seeing. Whereas if you have like charts involved, you can actually see where it's heading and where it has been going and where it's going now. Well, you can see the visualization of that. That yeah. has to be backed up by one more piece, the narrative, because yeah. that is the story. So what you need, for example, we in our own business, because we use an ERP system, uh, every Monday morning we have this get-together where the heads of every department, so that's from, and we're obviously in the IT industry, so we will have accounts people at it, we will have software support people at it, we will have an implementation manager, we will have marketing manager, we will have sales manager, we will have support manager, uh, and obviously myself being in the, in the CEO. Each one of those people in this meeting have a graphical representation of their area of the business. Yeah. The key thing for us, though, in that is... The person, say, from the support services side of the business will look at what they would see as customer care issues. Yeah. So they'll be looking at the numbers of calls that we're having, the numbers of calls that are outstanding, the number of calls that weren't handled within the time frame that actually we do and propose we do our solutions. But that's graphically represented for them. Now, I might look at it but not get the full picture. She looking at it, in the case, in this case it is a she, she will look at it and be able to tell me what and why as to why the graph is going up or the graph is going down. Yeah. Or because she can see the actual real data behind it and show it to me, we can pull out the specific incident as to why the graph has gone up or gone down. Now me looking at the numbers of the graphical representation is one thing but then having somebody who can read the narrative back to you, but know you're using the data that everybody else is using. Because when she will drill back down into that narrative, then somebody maybe from the sales side of the business will look at the same data, having their representation, and add another piece of the information yeah. to me, because we all can see it. But if that's just spreadsheets, that conversation can't happen. Look at all you're seeing is numbers, and you don't know what's behind numbers. Like, you might suddenly realize, oh, yeah, that's because that month we had to go on remote work. <clears throat> because yeah. of that, we couldn't, some of our clients weren't ready for remote working yet, so we couldn't meet them. So we, we had less sales because of that. Well, simple, simple examples of this for, you, for, for me saying, what is the narrative? Yeah. Well, I certainly recently looked at a situation by where our call time response time had gone up rather than gone down. Uh, and only for her to be able to, I, I would do the email, oh, what's mm. happened there? And for her to translate it to, well, let's look at the H, because HR are sweet people as part of what we have in our data. So our people's attendance and our people's manning and our people's response times to calls and how many individuals handle a call on every day and how many calls come in every day. We immediately found out that one of the key people of one of the specific areas that we have an expertise in was on holidays for mm. two weeks. But, like, I'd look at the numbers without the narrative being explained to me as to why I'd make a wrong assumption. Yeah. I would probably go, oh, my God, we need more people. Uh, no, we don't, actually. Yeah. Because at times when you're seeing data, 
you need to get it from, from all of them. And you don't just suddenly look at it from one view because on one voice, because you're not getting the full, the full story. Well, it's even more difficult for SME business in the Irish marketplace up to now because yeah. not a lot of uh, businesses have what I would call a cloud ERP solution yeah. in, in place at the moment. So uh, what we deal with on a regular basis is what we call the silo information. Yeah. So there'd be a manufacturing system gone in because the manufacturing team wanted something that was uh, best of breed. There would be an accounting package sitting there because the accounting part of the business wanted their best of breed. There would be a CRM system sitting over here because the sales team wanted. Now, not only are they not getting a narrative and a visual, but they're all actually looking at different versions of the truth. Yeah. An ERP system, at least you have a chance of having all of this, the data in the one database. Yeah. Now your versions of the truth are going to be at least based on the same data, not different data and I don't I really I really feel I mean it's probably why business has run business by spreadsheets up to now because the only way they could correlate all that different information was bring it into a spreadsheet and we'll pass it and turn it which again not really still giving a picture of what's going on because if it's not what I would call a proper ERP cloud system that's happening as you look at it the data that you've looked at could already have changed as we were briefly discussing before we started things can change very very quickly yeah. in the world uh, and your data can change very very quickly and if it's not up to date then that's an even bigger difficulty for you to try and read what's going yeah, on like, like the war in Ukraine where you, you're basing your, what you're seeing on yesterday's news whereas, what, 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 whereas or, yeah. or dare to use the word fake yeah and then you you got a scenario now where with ERP you're getting a route data as every minute as something changes, you're, you're getting it up to date. Yeah, I love that. I love that uh, that statement uh, when um, uh, the, the, there was uh, I'm going to say Einstein. It was Einstein. Uh, he was doing a, 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 a he was doing the school the exams in college, and he he sent the same questions through three years in a row. And then somebody pointed out, but sure, you've sent the same questions through three years in a row for these exams. He said, yes, I have, because the answers are different three years later. Yeah. And so, so, so that is exactly the same about data. Data yeah. change every day. And while the question is the same, um, the, the answer will be different based on the data. Yeah. And also, <coughs> the, also well, the change in... Uh, scenario of where we are was changing as well absolutely uh, yeah our whole surrounding piece is changing and, and in fairness for, for 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 people in business at this particular point in time uh it's 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 tough enough on everybody to have to guess what the next two months is going to bring you globally yeah. internationally and whatever but to try and predict your business on top of that and then to try and predict your business on top of that with actually figures that really don't represent the business properly. Yeah. I, it really does seem strange to me as to how people have built in the mid-tier sector, uh, most importantly, of the SME sector, how they built their businesses with the kind of information we see they have at the moment. Well, I guess technology helped because over the years, as the cloud has become more prevalent and technology behind it has become easier to use. That, yes, up to now they've been. It's been, but it's been addressed in a silo fashion. Yeah. Let's solve that piece. Let's solve that piece. Let's solve that piece. Let's solve that piece. 
And I think it's only over the last 10 years, Roland, that um, ERP or software, business software solutions have begun to say, no, we need all the data. Yeah. We need it all in one place. We need to be able to mishmash it with, with our tools, but we need now to be able to present it back. But that has, that's where we've gotten to. But what we need to now do is learn to have the narrative. So this data is telling a story. Yeah. Like any book, like any film, the data is telling the story, but we need somebody to narrate that story to us. But they can't do that yeah. without the correct data. And also we need to have that narrative up today and, and that <clears throat> we know that it could change according to what we do. And if we can see the, the data and the narrative is telling us what's, what could happen, that's what we need to have as well. We do. But, but, but the beauty of the visualization of data is the ability to visually represent trend yeah. helps you do the predicting and the forecasting because it's very nice in our own solutions that we can lay last year's calls on top of this year's calls yeah. and we can graphically see the story that can be interpreted 101 different ways by me or by anybody until we get our support lead person to interpret that data to us yeah. and then we can make that business decision that makes sense because we have now the trend the actual happening, the explanation of both, and as to, yes, whether we need to ramp up, have we moved from 40 calls a day to 140 calls a day, can we see that data yeah. to make sure it's correct? So we have that full closed loop on the data situation, where to, up to now I don't think we've had that. I mean, you said earlier, there's two people in the room, you've got too many cooks spoil the broth. You don't want that. You want to have 10 voices and 100 voices. Well, the, the too many cooks for the broth thing is okay if we're all following the same recipe. Yeah. You know, it's, and, and that's valuable, and that's why I think visualization is important, and along with the narrative, because when everybody looks at it and it's explained to you, then you can understand why we don't need to put more turmeric into yeah. the recipe versus somebody saying, I think it needs turmeric. Yeah. Uh, why, 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 why? With, with proper visualization and combined data, yeah. not a piece of data, the combined piece, because we all know what the cake should look like at the end, but actually if the cake has been determined by somebody working on the flour on its own, giving his own texture, somebody working on the cake mix or whatever on his own, and us all trying to put all that together at the end and have a cake, well, we're all using different different uh, 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 recipes yeah. to do it where with ERP we're using the same recipe yeah and I guess also because the same recipe you more or less you're all going to be uh, voicing the same thing same way well we should concur along the line yeah. this is a good business decision based on but the beauty of it with the modern ERP system is we can drill back to the facts yeah. the data and that's the key, obviously. But, you know, everybody's been gathering data, but presenting it in a logical fashion. Up to now, without ERP systems, how that's been achieved is people would lob on top of their silos a business intelligence tool. Yeah. And that tool would be grabbing this piece, this piece, this piece, this piece, this piece. That's fine, that does work, Ronan. But what I, what I feel the weak link here is, is that by the time they get all that data into one spot, between all the things they had to do, yeah. the data is so yeah. the decisions have been made versus a modern cloud ERP solution where it's there. It's what happened an hour ago. It's like basically you mentioned about, about, about news. I'm thinking 
But having, by drilling down and showing the facts, it's not fake news, it's real. You can, you can prove why it's doing this. Yeah, there and then. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and that's the key. It's not like, oh, that last, last month's end of month report. Yeah. I'm dealing with now the trial balance and the P&L uh, of the business, which is now already a month old. Yeah. So that's not, and that's just not good enough in the fast changing world we live in. Yeah, and then you can't suddenly go around and say, oh, that's because last month COVID really kicked in. You, you've got to always be, well, okay, it's kicked in, but what are we doing since it kicked in? Absolutely. And what has been the immediate impact of it kicking yeah. in? Rather than basically going by month by month by month and your monthly meeting discuss what happened last month, you should be having, you said, once a week meetings. On, on a Friday or Monday, we discuss what's, what's going on. Every Monday morning, that's what we do. Yeah. And, that can, and you can go and meet and you can then discuss, yeah, this is what happened uh, since last week we, we met. This is what happened in my department and this is why it happened. Yeah, and, and if there's any doubt about that, that person is able to go straight to the data yeah. and explain. Yeah, and you can see the data here says, shows why I'm saying this, and that, back, that backs me up. Okay, now what about Joe? What about you and HR? What have you done here? Oh, this is what happened in it, and, and, and here's data that back me up. Yeah, uh, uh, the HR is a very good one, Ronan, as an yeah. example, because if you're using a HR properly built into your ERP solution, well, then you will have all the backing data about what your people skill sets are, by what their attitude is, what the review process has been. And, you know, you are able to dig into that data. And from an HR perspective, it's quite easy to build up the narrative of one, the type of person we want, yeah. and based on the other data, when we'd want them. Uh, and what they should be like. Yeah. Because you have that narrative. Yeah. And, and, and you're, you're building up things that I personally want in your team. Was, was coming from that. You can see this is what I want in my team. And I've got that. Because everything that, that I'm looking for, I can see in my team because they're doing what should be done. Well, you can relate it even further. Why do you want somebody on that team? Well, you can drill back, if it's a service organization, drill back into the cases that have been logged. But not only the numbers, now you can drill back into the topic of that. Yeah. So now you're saying, well, look, I need somebody who has this type of skill because honestly, when we look into the data, we can interpret that this type of call is coming at us much more often. Yeah. We need to skill up on that. Rather than just, we need somebody. Yeah. Well, what do you need and who do you need and what do they have? Proper visualization, proper data, and somebody with the narrative of that data telling you the story is what you need, I think, going forward to run a business. Rather than say, I'm far fighting here, I need somebody to come in and, 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 and do this. And you're going to find somebody is, 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 who's a square has been put into a round hole, doesn't fit. Doesn't fit, doesn't fit. Uh, and the firefighting example, very good one, because it's arriving there and knowing where the hydrant is. Yeah. Because you're sitting and you're going, okay, where's the hydrant, he said, and, and then you've got a scenario that you're thinking, well, what would you do next? And it kind of reminds me of, of the old Zaston movies where you have uh, Paul Newman and Steve McQueen, and two different people both come at the same conclusion, what needs to be done, and others uh, not not agreeing with them because they think they know better. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not dealing with the facts. Yeah, I'm not dealing with the facts. And then you realise, okay, so we got this the, the, this scenario because we weren't using the, uh, the specs I wanted used because it was cheaper to do this way. And suddenly you find in business where we put it this way because 
it looked good on the balance sheet overall, and, and the shareholders wanted things done that's, a certain way. That's yes, that's 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 what we were supposed to deliver. Yeah, but that's that's the back to the too many cooks spoil the broth. Yeah, and you get it diluted, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, well, we wanted more profit this year, and and we got that. But that's short term. In five years' time, what's that going to look like? Or what's it looking like right now? You don't know yeah. because we're not. Yeah. We're just breaking ourselves on what B count. And the B counters are guys who aren't working in the cold face. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, and, and not enough of it is based on factual trend. Yeah. You know, as much as we want to talk about it, the world is in trends. Yeah. <laughs> Fashion, music. But business goes, there are ups and there are downs, and there are historical ups and historical downs. And as long as we can get ourselves uh, aware of those historical ups and historical downs, we can actually do the thing that I think is most important in business today, is to be able to have sustainability. You can meet friends like 70 years ago, it was all crooners. 50 years ago, 40 years ago, it was disco. So that's changed, and that's going away again. So now you've got the scenario, well, well, that trend was good then, but not anymore. And it, it might come back into vogue for a while, but only for a certain audience. And you're thinking, we've got to realise that trends are, are there and it's always changing. Well, it, it actually does come back, if you think about it, Ronan, yeah. because if you look at it in the music context, we might have a disco hit by the Bee Gees of the 70s being reproduced as a rap song yeah. in the 90s and noughties. So yeah. it does come back, but knowing, just knowing, what the trend is is very important obviously music and fashion are kind of a different idea but we're dealing with data and facts and numbers yeah. and we have been for quite a while in business but now we sh- we need to be at the point by where we're interpreting these numbers correctly but from people in different departments of a business the story that they're able to tell you backed by the actual data is much more important now yeah. than and the finger-in-the-air decision-making that has gone on for quite a while. Yeah, and also you're now making sure the data fits in perfectly. Whereas before, that wasn't an issue. It looked good on paper. But like yeah. soccer match, it looked, looked good, good on paper. paper. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That is probably the word. Looked good on paper. Without the proper narrative going with the data, you struggle. And like if you look at someone like, like a team and, then, and bring in all these Galacticos into it on, on, on that, I think, they've got this player they've got that player they're going to do very well and suddenly when they come back no it doesn't work out that way at all no you might accuse Liverpool of it not working on paper at the moment yeah but uh, again but in their case they've got injuries to worry about which is, which is a bit of a shame so it's not bad. Uh-huh. I'm thinking of teams like for example who spend millions over the years buying players and then suddenly like someone like Lionel Messi who, to me never really fit in for PSG and you buy another player and they, their aim was to win the uh the, uh, the, the Champions League and I haven't yeah. done it because they didn't have the ethos there that, that, that was there for that and, and exactly the same happens in business yeah. you know people look at their business and say oh I, I need a manufacturing system that's great that's standalone does that fit in with everything else that's going on in the business uh, oh no no we're going to have to have a CRM system oh yeah we'll get that standalone okay does that fit with everything else that's going on in the business uh uh, that's why that unholistic view is happening, where mm. what we need is actually a holistic view of what's happening. Because the worst thing is you get in a scenario where someone goes, oh, that's the system we're looking at. That's been used by our, our competitors, other companies like Microsoft or Dell or something, they're using that, so it must be good. But, but what you think, we should be thinking of is, okay, it worked for them, but will it work for me? Yeah, 
Yeah, well, as you, as you, as you go back to our football, when the manager sits there, he builds a team. He doesn't yeah. build a player. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's effectively what we should be doing with business. We should be building business teams. Yeah. But we're all with the same goal, excuse the pun, but all with the same goal. Yeah, and, and you've got to make sure that another pun, that you're saving things as well. Well, I think the, the, the efficiency pieces become a reality when you start putting the narrative on top of the data. Yeah. Uh, my, 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 oh, we, we definitely need two more people in support. No, 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 you don't need two more people in support. We drill down into the data and we explain the story. and Then you get a better decision as what you might need in support. And you might say, well, actually, what, what you need is actually this person to focus more on this area of business rather than what you're focusing now. And your salespeople might say to you, yes, and the trend that's coming in our pipeline from our CRM part of the business is saying, this is the type of customer or lead that we're getting into the business, looking for this type of solution. Yeah. This is what we should be planning for, for the future. But we're all looking at the same data. Yeah, and also make sure as well that when you're doing that, you think, well, look, this is what we need, but this is our department, but your department might need something else. But can we find some common ground? Because that's what definitely... That was not happening. Yeah. People, were, uh, the finance department were saying, well, we need this, 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 and this. And at the end of the day, the proverbial spreadsheet was the thing that was linking everything together. It was giving the narrative, but it was only numbers on paper. Yeah. And as I said before, uh, analogy, what you got on paper isn't really going to be the reality. So things, things can change. Like, on paper, it's not going, to, it's not going to have a scenario where COVID hits or we have remote working. Or if something was supply chains gone because of the Ukraine war, that kind of stuff. We're not that doesn't come on there. Stuff didn't get delivered. Yeah. Or, or I've just been onto our supplier and the lead time has changed in the system. Yeah. And I can see that now. Or you it dictates the narrative. Or you got a scenario where you're getting stuff delivered by airplane and you realise suddenly the the plane can't fly because staff are off with COVID. Things that yeah. paper doesn't show you, but in reality, if you if you drill down through, you could expect this. If your systems are thorough enough and the data is there, if you are actually tracking your lead time by supplier, yeah, then you'll know because it will be reflected in the reporting you're all using. Yeah, and uh, I think basically that that reporting should be core and part of your business. Every day, every every time you're meeting, that should be your story. This is an act of we're facing right now, not last week or yesterday. This is as yeah. it happened real time. Well, for, for us, if I take a part in the, of our own business, for us, it's how many support calls did we answer and how quickly did we answer them yeah. in, in, that, in that week um, in terms of how many new leads did we get in, how many days will we, will, will we physically bill as a business to our clients for services we're providing this week. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and if I know I have all of those bits and pieces, I don't really have to speak about the finance because I actually know we'll actually be making money. Now, how much money we make, that's important, but then the finance people can add that to me. But if I, I know if those KPIs are being met, we will sustain this business. Yeah. Because in the long term, if we're talking just about making money, that's not going to be good because the thing is, and you're saying we're just going to make money and you want to reach these targets of like so much um, millions, whatever it is a year. That's something that you think, well, would be nice, but Getting back to the real world, on my aim is we're going to make money. I don't know how much because everything's changing all the time, but I do know we're going to be sustainable. Yeah, yeah. If somebody once told me money doesn't have a personality, doesn't yeah. care who it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you really do have to run your business based with that thinking. Look, 
we need to make sure we have some of that money. Yeah, uh, that's important because uh, this. The, if you look at it, I mean, it's a statistic in terms of business, and you can. Everybody wants to quote it. Oh, the number of businesses that were started, and particularly the stock exchange people. Oh, the stock exchange will tell you ten years later the number of businesses. Ten years later, they're all gone. Yeah, it's another crest, and there's the the remaining big ones, and that's fine. But if you see that amount of churn that's in there, I think there's too much focus in general, Ronan, on businesses. Double-digit growth, double-digit growth, double-digit growth. There's risk in double-digit And that risk can either be, you, you're so lucky that it works for you. Yeah. And bearing in mind, the ones that it has worked for, and let's take the biggies, the apples and the, 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 the Googles of the world, you can see that it's worked at the latter end. Like Google, Apple was nearly going down before the iPhone. Yeah. And they are big risks. Now, if the iPhone was unlucky, then it was a huge risk. But the iPhone actually was a fantastic piece of luck yeah. that catapulted them. Uh, and the business is all about that. There's risk and there's uh, luck. Uh, and in the middle of that, you're running a business. If you put too much emphasis on risk, you have a problem. If you put too much emphasis on luck, you have a problem. But if you put emphasis on su sustainability, backed by the data you have and the visualization and reading of that data correctly, then you will sustain. The most important thing to be around for a bit of luck is to be around. Yeah. I'm thinking also, I mean, I'm thinking also of iTunes. When that was launched, that was, uh, that was launched at a time when basically music been online was basically Napster and was downloaded and then we've got to change this. And in fact... Okay. That changed how how that. Now you got a lot of other companies now doing what, what what iTunes did, but they're all getting in them because data proved it worked. Yeah, yes, it, the the data proved it worked, and the exposure proved it. But actually, when you think about it, it gave a chance for younger startups, i.e., artists, yeah. to have some level of sustainability that yeah. they can if you Bob. They don't have to sell their soul to the record company to get their music out there that they can do it yeah and it's been proven and proven again that the, the, the technology has resulted in sustainability yeah now before we finish off have you got any tips you can you can uh, give our listeners that might help <laughs> there's, a, there's a there's a nag running at the 630 in yeah. Doncaster and <laughs> no well tips well, on the topic we're talking about Ronan I suppose I suppose um, the first thing you need to do is, uh, if you're looking at your data, is one, determine the question you want answered. Yeah. Like, you just need to know that piece to start. You want to know what you want as an answer. Then the next piece of it I would suggest was, if you want to get and find out what the answer to that should be, make sure w the data that you're correlating to actually give you that is the correct data. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then identify the source of that data, because it could be fake news. Yeah. Uh, and after you've got that, get it presented to you in a way that actually picture paints a thousand words. But don't leave it just because we can all look at a Rembrandt or we can all look at a Picasso until there's somebody with a real understanding of art standing beside us to tell us what to look for yeah. in this painting. We won't get the right thing. So yeah. get somebody, somebody who can dictate the narrative to you. Yeah, like if you stick at Melissa, you're not going to, someone can tell you why she's smiling. That yeah. really, that's what you want. You don't want to just... Oh, she's Somebody smiling. that. What was behind that smile? Yeah. Uh, you can see it smiling. Yeah. But why? Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, and if somebody's helping you get that answer, then your insight is even better. Yeah. In painting. It's basically, you want, you want like a sixth sense. 
that's what it's a bit like, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Well, if you play uh, Parker Spider-Man, Spidey Sense. Spidey Sense. <laughs> okay. You can see what's going on in the future. And it, oh, it's all around, around the World Wide Web and his web. That's right. Yes. Spidey Sense. And I'm like, I'm going to use that one. Sorry, thank you. No problem. <laughs> In fact, actually, I, I, I can see in, in our own software the visualization button is a spider's web. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And on that note, I'll say, I'll say uh, thanks very much and uh, have a great day. You too, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news. On Facebook facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.